Troy Galloway is a construction manager and consultant, commercial and residential builder, and a certified inspector for all commercial and residential buildings. And now, here is About the House with Troy Galloway. Hello, folks. Hey, welcome back to About the House. This is your audio university of knowledge on everything about your home. From construction, remodeling, home improvement, building, everything home-related. You also have a forever library with our podcast and our YouTube TV shows on each subject we air. And you can also find more information about my company, Galloway Building Services, on our webpage at naturally GallowayBuildingServices.com, our Facebook page, Galloway Building Services. We've been around for now for uh, 42 years, so there's a lot of people out there who know who we are. This is Troy Galloway. I am your humble host, owner of Galloway Building Services. Just like this show, we're one of a kind. There isn't another company in the Midwest that provides what we do for people every day. We actually help people with construction consulting. If you have any questions about if your job's being done right or not, you give us a call. We do new construction inspections, making sure that they actually are building it correctly before they cover it up and before you don't know what's happening. And it's by then, you know, it's too late. Uh, we also do commercial and residential inspections. So if you're buying or selling a building, give us a call. Make sure you're not buying a money pit and you and you know what you're getting into. We also do construction conflict resolutions and expert witnessing if you ever have any litigation work. Heaven forbid it ever gets to that point, but you need a extra party coming in. Not only do I come in for the company for representing you, but we bring in other experts from other industries to also help you so you make sure it's you're being well covered our motto has always been is we're here to make sure you're getting what you paid for the job is being done right and you're not getting ripped off so give us a call at galloway building services and our office number is 636-394-3112 now today folks i actually got steve merlot of Pipe Solutions, and his family have been in the industry, for, I don't know, for years and years, maybe 80 years or so, you know, uh, 60 years, a long, long time. I've known Steve since, well, for almost 30 years, so, uh, hey, we was just laughing before we got started. Back when we got started, we both had hair, and what hair we had, it wasn't even white. <laughs> With that said, I'm going to jump right in here and introduce you to my good friend, Steve Merlo, Pipe Solutions. They do plumbing. Pipelining and irrigation. Steve, kind of tell us a little bit about your company, how you come to where you're at, and uh, sure. kind of catch us up. Sure. Thanks, Troy. And I really appreciate the opportunity to share some of our uh, our daily events that we're dealing with in today's time and what we've done in the past. So right now, we uh, currently have uh, a dozen trucks on the road. Uh, we do service the full service of plumbing. Uh, both inside residential and uh, commercial type applications. Uh, we've, uh, we're we're a, a company that has a lot of knowledge. I have, uh, I'm not only a master plumber, both in the city of St. Louis and city of, uh, county and master drain layer, we also have another master plumber with us and uh, looking to hire another one. So we have uh, journeyman plumbers, master plumbers in the plumbing area. And we have a specially kind of trained with some of the new uh, 
trenchless technologies, these no-dig technologies that have kind of been to uh, many uh, international shows, trade shows that have brought this technology from all over the world to the St. Louis area. We originally I got involved with pipelining in 1999. 1999 was uh, a time when the uh, patents kind of went up on it from a European patent, and it kind of was brought to North America in a way that other other processes could come. And so when we're talking about pipelining, we're actually solving these pipe-related problems that are, we have an aging system, uh, there's cracks, there's separations, and we can't always dig those up where the locations are. So my focus, uh, or the company's focus, uh, was to take these, get them approved in North America, get them approved in our ordinances here in St. Louis and surrounding areas, and that's taken time, but we're we're right where we're at right now with uh, able to to do things that uh, that's what sets us apart. We've differentiated ourselves to be that full service plumbing company, but also a specialty company to take care of these pipe related problems in the area. Well, that and I know that you got a great reputation, and of course you're like me. People have known you for years and years too. Let me, and so you said St. Louis, you work in St. Louis City and County, but what about Jeff County, St. Charles sure. County? Most uh, definitely. You know, yeah, most definitely. I, our, our what office, about Illinois? Well, okay, so our office is set up in Wentzville. We're oh. trying to be the neighborhood plumber out in the Wentzville, the 70 corridor. So St. Charles, Lake St. Louis, mm-hmm. O'Fallon, St. Peter's. We take service calls all through there. Uh, we do, uh, I have more of a presence of South County and more of the West County and South City area. So we do a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of heavily work in those areas. Uh, well, that's, that's great because I know I refer you all the time. I just want to make sure I wasn't giving bad referrals out in areas. Oh, no. But I knew that you, I thought sure. that you did Wentzville. So that's, that's an awesome area uh, coming up too. Now, you, you, I want to kind of jump right into this because it's a uh, your service is just so awesome. I mean, the techniques that you're using. I want to start with we could the underground or, or sewer laterals, folks. Sure. Sewer lateral. Well, explain to the folks what sewer lateral. You're the professional. No, I'm just the guy that fine. looks sure. at them. I think a lot of people in general just once the toilets flushed or your laundry's gone or your or your washing dishes, they don't. It doesn't matter. It just goes. And, it, and that's the one time that everybody then is worried about is when it backs up in their basement or if it backs up in, in uh, you know, out in areas that unforeseen. And usually on a Friday night or Sunday night, that's when that happens. So, but we yeah. are, and you have to be, uh, be ready for that. But to be more preventive maintenance, the sewer lateral is from the building drain at your house out to the main sewer, which is in our area, the Metropolitan Sewer District. So you are responsible and you have, as a homeowner, from the connection, including the connection, all the way to your home or building. And uh, so there have been, uh, since the early, it originated in the city of St. Louis, it was unfair for people that had collapse uh, sewers in the back alleys, in the front streets, that it was affecting that public right away. So the cities have gotten together and in order to preserve that, they've set up sewer lateral programs. These are insurance programs in both the city and county and in different municipalities 
they if if they have approved a lateral insurance program it would show up on their property tax that they've been part of this program good point and and what we do as pipe solutions is to try to help get that customer in that program as much as possible so that the so that the city pays for that because that is the that is protecting the right right of way either in the front of the home or in the back of the home and in particular it's been very a proven effective uh, program to help the customer now that being said the only way we can do that to get into the program is that a licensed master plumber or drain layer has to write a report based on a sewer camera inspection. And a lot of those are done in the building inspections at the sale of a home. Mm-hmm. So that's where this all comes to play. And that's what I'd like to make a, a, a distinction here. So when a home inspector, any home inspector, uh, does a home inspection, folks, they just are looking at what they can see. Everything that Steve's talking about with his underground sewer drain lateral, this is what you don't see. So that's a separate inspection where they go in with the camera and uh, take a look at it. But if it's broken, collapsed, this is where you need and to have the experts come in. And talk to us about, say, if I got, we have a lot of cast iron underneath our old homes. And well, we're not even that old of homes. Well, at our age, I guess they're not. <laughs> but, 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 you know, with that, and because I'm going to hit on, after we get done with the cast, I want to sure. head over to ABS pipe. You know, sure. But, because there's something there. But talk, do we have to ter- tell us what you can do to save us from having to destroy our whole concrete basement? Right. Right. So that what's happened is that our infrastructure is now over 100 years. Uh, St. Louis area is 150 years old, I think, this year. And uh, the we've get a lot of houses that are come from the city area. And this technology that we have to look with the camera to see these problems can be solved without having to dig all these up because we're under finished basements with the cast iron. All homes have four-inch cast iron under the floor and under the foundation, under that footing. Uh, Some of the late 1800s, they were allowing in the Soulard area to have clay piping come up into the home, and they found that that clay over time on the building load would stress and crack the clay. So the code reads in the plumbing world is that cast iron came in five-foot and ten-foot sections, so they wanted within five feet for that cast iron to be under that foundation wall of the home. Mm. So then the plumber would then put the clay, and they they didn't have a fitting back in that time, but they would push the cast iron into the clay, put a little what we call oakum, a plumber's rope, and put that around in a little bag of concrete, and that was it. And, And so over time, those are issues where that's washed away, roots come in, Different, the roots of the trees are seeking the moisture of the sewer, and that's why the clay is not a watertight connection. The cast iron is watertight and should be watertight, but over time, because they the plumbers use lead to join the pipes, and the, the problem is our soil has attacked that, and over time has attacked the cast iron pipe, and so the pipe is the weakest part. We're having the tops. You see on the camera the tops are cracked and gone the bottoms are washed out yeah see that a lot you get a lot of those problems so that unfortunately is not in any of the insurance programs because that's under your home but as you go to that clay piping out to the main sewer that's part of the program 
So tell us what you can do so as that we don't have to tear a floor up. Right. So that's why our our uh, our processes literally take the best way I explain it to people is you take your sock because it is a felt sock with fiberglass woven into the sock typically, but we can make that sock pretty much as uh, however long we need to make it. Typically it's average 20, 30 feet long. Uh, sometimes it gets into the 50 to hundred feet long all the way out to across the street, but we fill the sock with epoxy. It gets, it gets wet, what we call wet out or impregnated all the resin inside the sock. The sock is open-ended and, uh, what we do is we put it in a machine and we turn the sock inside out. So when we turn the sock inside out, all that epoxy goes to the outside and the outside of the sock becomes the inside and that has a PVC coating. So it has a polyurethane coating that forms. So the sock goes to the length we want. Then we put a balloon inside there that's calibrated. That's to the ID of the pipe. So it, we hold it there usually about four hours on a cure time with that. Once it's cured, we deflate the balloon, pull it out, and you're left with a brand new pipe. Now, what about whenever we move from our cast, which you said four inch, yes. uh, average, because uh, I know it's crazy out there. Lord only knows what some of the people have done. Right. Uh, but then you go to our uh, drain tile, which is a pre predominantly six inch. So how does your system, can it work for that? Oh, most definitely. And that's a good question, uh, Troy, because what we have is a... Uh, we have a transitional liner, so we are moving from four to six, and that connection that's is usually that five foot is usually under a front porch or a back porch. And that's where that problem is. That's where a lot of roots come in. That's where those connections were not a watertight connection. So the liner is a continuous sock that lines from, we have the ability either to have it sewn or it stretches from four to six. Cool. And that will completely seal that off. And you have a continuous pipe at the end with no couplings going from your four inch cast iron to your six inch clay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I've been trying to t explain this to folks for years after you introduced me to this system. Uh, oh, I don't know, several years ago, because uh, I know you've been doing it for a long time, but I'm glad you're explaining it because I, I could see that I wasn't saying it a hundred percent accurate, but I did know that you said something about the transition. Well, it seems to me is that if we actually don't have to tear my concrete floor up, it seems to me if I don't have to dig up the yard or, or, or sidewalks i mean how are we saving money right sure uh yeah most definitely especially um when it's under a structure so if we're under the cost of excavating that and the pain of going through tearing up new tile or landscape or or that 50 to 100 year old tree or going underneath some of the utilities out on these roads with sidewalks we have fiber optics we have gas lines water lines the value of lining is far exceeds excavating and the safety of doing that. What kind of warranty comes with something like that? Right. So we, as a company, we've been doing it for 20 years now. and But in the industry, we're all trained, licensed installers for the systems that we use. And the we, as contractors, are warranting it for a full year. But... As, as that we're installing it per the manufacturer's specifications. The manufacturers have testing labs and they've accelerated this lining properly installed 
So 50 years. 50. Okay. Well, then, you know, the average people living in their home seven to 10 years, I mean, that's going to you be able to raise your family and your grandchildren in there. Well, 50 years. Most definitely. So the, the thing is that, uh, that the testing labs are coming back, that the liner is stronger than PVC pipe itself. Really? So Better than PVC? Oh, wow. Well, well, I'm sure some environmentalists will come after you for that if it lasts <laughs> out. <laughs> there later. Yeah. Nothing's supposed to last forever. Yeah. But hey, real quick on that, you know, uh, with, with, with that running out there like that, is that program you say it's it's picked up by the outside of the home right. and they the will home. they will pet a lot of our areas are and didn't you tell me several years ago maybe i'm incorrect this is something that they've been doing over in europe as this type of lining type of system right that's why they accelerated the testing we've only been doing it here 20 years uh that they our infrastructure in the united states is 200 years old where europe where this is all originated from is over 500 years old and they have they have those testing labs there but they but here in north america we've been trying to follow their testings and uh yeah so the, the most of the uh most of the products have then been americanized now a lot of it was all metric size everything's been been americanized in the last 20 years so yeah that's great and, and i know there's tons more so folks when it comes to this underground don't Go tear up your property and just don't and, and don't freak out when the inspector says, "Hey, you got a collapse line." There's a easy, quick, uh, economical, honestly, system and uh, with, with pipe solutions with Steve. And uh, but and I know there's a ton more. To, I'll let you talk to them when they, when you come to their house because sure. but so because I really want to pit hit on some other issues too. Why I got your brain here to pick, and that is we'll stay on cast for a minute before sure. we move to some of our others. Now people ask me, and I want you to explain. I want a master plumber explaining this, not me. Uh, but you know them little bloop on our cast iron. And you got them little blisters. They kind of look like fungus, you know, right. and they're discolored. Explain to the folks what's happening there. Right. So our area, um, it, I guess two things. What you're seeing visibly is also happening inside the pipe. It's deteriorating and, and it oxidizes in a lot of ways with the uh, water, air that's in the pipe. What We can't just paint over the top of that. We just can't put the duct tape and the different things over that because eventually we're going to have some problems. So the main thing is to keep it cleaned, to keep it running. I get a lot of people with the real estate sales that, you know, they, it's no different than buying that car from the little old lady that it sat there and never used it and only used it on Sundays. If we have a house that's as is and it's sitting there and nothing's running through there, it's still deteriorating. It's it, the by not having water flow through there properly, the sewer gas is the sewer gas is hydrogen sulfide gas is what it is. Is 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 the gas is attacking the top of the pipe, and especially when we have no water running through there. So an unused thing by it sitting there is not necessarily helping the plumbing system. So we want to keep things in proper working order. You have to maintain the underground the vent piping the stack piping all of that piping and keep things flowing through there us regular tradesmen we have our own names but what is the proper name for that so when i call it out 
it don't make oh, the blistering yeah because it's not really to. called blistering well i know what we call it but <clears throat> yeah, i want a master plan. yeah and besides calling it a pain in the rear <laughs> yeah so it, it is a deterioration of the iron and and in the soil it's happening because the different soils that were backfilled mm-hmm. around it are attacking the pipe from the outside but we have different things attacking it inside the pipe as well, the sewer gas. So would you recommend that, and something like that, would you recommend that we replace that? Or would you recommend that, is there a repair that we can yeah. do instead of replacing? Well, I just had one here, which is down by Forest Park area, which those were built by the during the World's Fair. So that's 1904. So we're over 100 years. And replacing is the right thing to do if you can mm-hmm. but the section that we have a problem is behind a bookcase mm-hmm. or in a outside wall uh, a lot of the lining uh, in buildings is more commercial churches but also some of the older homes that are three stories and that most of the roof drains are inside the walls yeah. and they over time have had issues because of cold uh, expansion contraction different the temperatures that are affecting the pipe as well and um, we've been able to line those without getting into the walls so one of the other things that's happening and that was asked this morning because we don't always have basements we're coming into crawl spaces so applications for lining without having to get into a crawl space to go under an addition to go under these front porches or in interior walls it's happening now so it all the lining originated outside from the main sewers, they're going from a manhole to a manhole. Our focus as plumbers has been, and mine is for pipe solutions, has been the the building drains and the sewer lateral, which is connecting to those mains. Mm. So the there there's a lot of applications. Um, you might think, too, uh, we're working on a pool today. So anything pipe-related, we're doing the bottom drain of a pool, the jet lines of a pool. These are all lining applications, fountains. Some of the fountains in St. Louis we've lined. But didn't you do some work at the Botanical Gardens here a few years ago? Or maybe you do it regularly down there for them? Yeah, so we've done some of their, we've done all their fountains, installed them back in the 80s and into the 90s. We we maintained them. They also built an extreme system. Another thing Pipe Solutions does is irrigation. So our, our focus has been, Moving water through the sewer system, correcting piping under there, and through the uh, through the irrigation fountains, plumbing systems of buildings. So, that's the name, the pipe solutions, yeah. and we're solving these pipe related problems through um, new technology and uh, water saving devices, and trying to conserve those. And that that falls into the sewer because we don't want the water leaving the sewers. You know, the, the, it would be unsanitary, and we, do, and we don't want the storm water coming into the sewers. That's what our area has this project clear, which is to clear the storm water from getting into the sanitary water because it's overloading the treatment plants. We're mm-hmm. having so many problems on those ends, and which brings up to what do we put down sewers? What do we do? We can't, during these rough times right now, people are more sheltered in place. They're right. using things more. We're having uh, more stress on the systems themselves. And we can't throw just anything down these toilets. We cannot, uh, uh, we can't, we can't use these, these baby wipe type things that are not dissolvable. They yeah, can't and, come and, down. 
I, I got a question about that. Are you finding that that is something that we're getting more of because the people are in home and they're using right. and, and everybody is, is scared to death of, you know, they're, so they're wiping their hands more often. Are they putting in, are you finding more people putting in yeah. products down the toilet? Commercial wise, they are. Commercial wise, they are. Definitely they're, uh, they're using paper towels that's black backing up the sewers in these older homes that have the older cast iron and the roots that have come over normal toilet paper might dissolve and pass through but the baby wipes these they're not dissolvable they're causing problems they're backing up sewers well, i've been hearing that a lot you know that it's happening so i wanted to hear it firsthand sure. so yeah. uh folks I know we've been told for years, but it's amazing, especially our tenants. Uh, they seem to think that um, feminine products and hair extensions and baby wipes and, and even baby diapers, you know, disposable baby diapers go down there. And uh, and then, well, they don't, you know. No, no. And as we've had on our radio show, with, uh, you might even know uh, the, the, the water genie. Uh, she was uh, on our show. Uh, you, you're in B and I or had been, and she's in B and I. So she did our show. And, oh, she's a fabulous person. She was talking about the oh, same thing you was talking about the the systems. You know, we need to. You know, we got great water. We're blessed, but we got to do it right. I got a question here. Now, this is something that I'm, I'm switching gears on you switch, That's right. and that is our condensate coming out of our high energy efficient. This is what we're getting reports all over the country are high energy efficient furnaces. And we don't even have a code for a filter here in in Missouri here that uh, you do in other states. But they see the grates are literally rusting out from this condensate. So talk to me about how that condensate, or tell the folks, when you get something that caustic that's eating your grate, what's that doing to the cast iron naturally? Right. No, that's, that's true. Uh, there are a lot of process-type water that if we're changing our water and across the country. We fortunately have fairly good water here in St. Louis, but in even areas as we move west out into where we're at, the Wentzville, the St. Charles, and St. Peter's areas, it's much harder water. And it's causing problems on some of the newer water heaters, which are the tankless water heaters. You have to filter or soften that water. It has to be conditioned because uh, on a cooling system, the byproduct of that condensate is now might have a higher acidity, you know, that's, that's, that's causing problems onto the drains, the, and just any piping altogether. And it, and it, and it breeds here, which brings up more health issues. It breeds the, the different, uh, uh, diseases like the, the legionnaire type disease and things like that, that yeah. then spread through the air. So that's why, there are codes and there are rules and we all need to follow those because the end result to some of these things, there's a reason for those codes and there's a reason for the rules. Well, that Legionnaire's disease is something that when I was getting my commercial inspection license mm -hmm. is really the big one that they really promoted. Right. Now, I don't want to get into that because sure. that's a different Over animal, but absolutely uh, it's devastating to our water pipes. And and so with this system you've got to run in, but that just, that just saves us a ton of money. Folks, first, let's not have to call Steve, but if you have to, right. he's the guy to call. Hey, you know, you shared this with me, and I got to share it because we're talking about the health and the water flow. I got to share this. He shared this poster with me, and it's, it looks like an old poster here, and it says, The Plumber 
protects the health of the nation. You know how much that makes sense. You know, I think that is so true. And we was out, and now I'm, we was out of war, uh, Seattle, and they said that their initial sewer lines were all wood, you know, and then it talked about has it deteriorated, how people are getting sick. Right. You know, of course, we are, well, most of the young people don't remember the old outhouses out there, but you yeah. know, the same kind of concept where it's poisoning the, you know, the, right. the environment out there. So it, you guys have a very important environmental mm-hmm. uh, trait, you know, uh, concerns and taking care of. I want to switch out of the cast iron pipe and I want to jump on this black pipe, that black drain pipe we call mm-hmm. ABS pipe right. and uh, talk to the folks why we don't see it's out there. But we don't yeah. use it anymore. Explain to the people why we don't use it. Yeah. Uh, or, it's, uh, a good, it's a good point. Uh, the best I can tell, because there are a lot of products that have come and gone in the plumbing industry. And so I've been around it. Uh, my father is a master plumber. My father uh, was all through the 60s, the 50s, the 60s, and through the 70s physically out there working. In the 80s, uh not so much, and I think when I got involved more in the summers of the sixty or the seventies, and then the, and through the eighties, they plastic PVC, which is stands for polyvinyl chloride, came out in the late sixties, early seventies. There was a lot of resistance to that piping because it was taking the place of cast iron. So my father's era was resisting. Why would that take away? That would take away their work in the sense of. They were using lead and melting lead and sealing each joint. And here you can glue a joint. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of issues that kind of came up with that as far as an industry. And the pricing in the early stages was a little higher for that. Well, along came another formula of the acronym for ABS. ABS was more, I believe, if I looked up the thing, was more West Coast. And it kind of creeped into our market here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. But it... It was having a lot of failures. It's thinner than the the white Schedule 40 PVC piping. It became brittle. It was attacked with ultraviolet with the sunlight. So a lot of things. There's no uh, resistance to that. And they at least because I just had this happen to us in a job that I had to put a white PVC pipe connected <laughs> to a black ABS. Pipe. I was going to ask you that. Right. Good deal. So, so they at least thought that the the outside dimensions are the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, the wall thickness would be different, but the fittings will join. You are supposed to use a certain glue, but the glue we use is uses for both. So uh, those, are, those yeah. are important. So when you go, if you see it, you can see it right there on the can right. too. Uh, now you know when we get outside on our drains. Of course, folks never see this except new construction. We got that we're going to call it almost so people recognize it the green drain pipe. Okay. It's a little thinner. Right. Yeah, what do you feel about that out there? Yeah. You, I mean, what's your thought on that? As, a, as an installer, we don't install that. That is Schedule 35. The On that number, the Schedule 40 pipe mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. thicker wall. Uh, it's kind of reverse of the electrical industry. As a smaller number comes down, you get a thicker gauge wire. But in the plumbing, it's kind of uh, when the number goes higher, you get a thicker wall. So we have Schedule 35, which is this green sewer pipe only for outside. And then it goes Schedule 40, then Schedule 80. And then into the higher classes for pressure for water. But on sewer and drain, it's the green pipe, which in St. Louis County, you have to 
you have to bed that pipe and protect that pipe with rock. So you have to haul your excavated materials away and go back with clean granular fill to protect it because they found where people were just backfilling the clay, it was crushing it, uh-huh. making it egg shape, separating the connections, all those things we find with now today with the camera. So as an installer, we do not install that. We put in Schedule 40, and we are allowed to backfill the existing material because it won't crush the pipe. Yeah, we did discover that because yeah. uh, we was using that. Because uh, as a builder, we yep. used it for quite a while. Of course, we didn't right. know any better, and now we are getting the calls. Right. Uh, you give me. You said it was guaranteed for life. Well. Well, that's what I was told, but apparently it's not. But uh, I and I have to say I I'm old fashioned. I stayed with in my home. I used this PVC forty. You know, I mean that was. Uh, but I, I and I guess I kind of ignorantly went from four inch to six inch out in the field right. because the clay tile was sick. Oh, you know, that's yeah. you know we do things the that's same right. way sometimes. But that's great to know. Go, go ahead. Yeah, but start. that pipe though is acceptable on the downspout pipings. I think that kind of piping could be used there, and that's what you would want to use instead of Good this point. black corrugated pipe. The corrugated pipe that comes in a roll is causing all kinds of problems. If you get backed up with leaves and sticks, you cannot cable that without destroying it. Well, and, and the corrugation and, itself is catching And the corrugation it. is catching all the debris in each one of those things, and that's why a smoother green pipe or that thinner wall mm-hmm. pipe is perfect for the for the downspout and and it cost a little bit more but in the long run exactly it's it's going to be there and and, and it's not buried that deep anyway that's right. you know like that's what right. you was talking about collapsing that's you know naturally yeah yeah that's deep you know that's underneath the footing the foundation right. uh whereas uh the folks you know that our drain tile is uh, is, is what a foot or so up underneath right. it and uh well that i just wanted to clarify because we see that and i know sure. the folks have seen these things over the years we just kind of move our plumbing just a little bit more up now and let's kind of walk in our because uh, every year at we i know I, I i hear that christmas time and or the holidays i should say and uh thanksgiving that we got a lot of of clogged drains and that right. people they don't understand that garbage disposals right. well explain to us the proper use for the garbage disposal right. because it's frustrating right yeah um i would say the garbage disposal is a, a modern day convenience i have been to a lot of the manufacturers uh incinerator for one is the main one and uh over the years i've got had an opportunity to go to I will say like Kohler to Delta to Moen to uh, uh, the A.O. Smith water heaters. All of these factories, they all have products that have been innovated and improved over the years. But we as consumers think that they're the the end thing here, especially in a garbage disposal setting. We think we can throw everything down there and this is going to take care of it. I would recommend that light food debris is is okay you start getting into potatoes for example that's the tip of, that's the most common thing on thanksgiving all the potato peels swell in the pipe and so they may grind them up but that's it's a good they point take the water so those type of things uh, are not recommended to put in there i've always i've run into a lot of restaurant work over the years and all the bars would throw down the limes the lemons and all the different 
things that has caused so many problems and those are thick uh, the skins are thick and they don't get it all and it it gets locked in the blades if they do oh, those yeah. things and just different things like that so um I think my grandparents would say most of it all goes in the trash can or out into the garden for to be, re- to be recycled. And then I guess we take it use, you know, I would say everything in moderation is what I would say as far as that, that uh, as a disposal. I, you know, and I and I know you've probably seen this too, but as when I do a home inspection and why, for instance, we had one just a couple of years ago. And uh, they called me right after the holidays, after they moved in. They had all their family over. They was all happy and celebrating that they had their new home. But I screwed up, they said, because they I had did not check the drains. Well, I, I, I do to best I can. And best I do, I don't run a scope down it, uh, you know, when I do physical. Right. I just run the waters for like an hour or so, and all the waters. Is, well, so I knew that we had, well, but I they was really nice people, and they didn't know any better. So I went over there. I don't normally do this, but I went over there and opened it up. A Brillo pad. So I went through the garbage disposal. They th- I don't know what they was thinking. They was cleaning it or disposing yeah. it or something. A Brillo yep. pad. That's another thing to don't go down to dark right. disposals. Yeah. Just might have found its way down there. Oh. And and with people that have those, uh, normally we have a dishwasher right next to yeah. it. And then the dishwasher drains and is piped to the disposal. So if you don't fully remove all that waste, now your dishwasher backs up because it's trying yeah. to get through there. So there's a lot of things to be concerned with the disposals in that yeah. That's a great, I, I just really wanted to hit that one because I think that's a big problem yep. out there for the folks. We'll kind of move into some of the other things about faucets, you know, and right. uh, we want to talk about if we got, uh, take a little bit of time and we tell, you know, and we got the water save. okay, so we got these water saving faucets that you have to run twice as long to make work. Now, I know there's been great improvements on them, just like our toilets. We're not, sure. you know, with the old toilets that you had to flush three or four times to make right. it work. But right. I know that's talk, I, we'll talk about faucets. But then, if we could please, I'd like to jump on the, the sure. toilet just a little bit too. Sure, and everything here too, and it's what Pipe Solutions does as well. We're trying to be better water managers. So you want to be, we want to conserve the water, and so do the the EPA and the the conservation uh, approach to all this is that um, it used to be two and a half gallons per flush, and now it's 1.6. And you now we're using less water, which is great, but then it may take a couple times to flush something. Uh, but that's not the, uh, the intent here, is that in the faucets, in the showers, in all of the uh, those type of uh, fixtures, they have added these flow restrictors and the flow restrictors sometimes are have good intentions to to keep us using less water in a shower less water in a in your hand sink uh but here's what happens we have harder water we debris gets in there it blocks those so the best way from a preventive maintenance is to unscrew the aerator which has the screen a lot of people want to take out the flow restrictor that's mm-hmm. not really a good thing to do but i understand in some cases when we have a problem where someone doesn't have hot water it's typically the hot water because of the hardness of the water mm-hmm. and that is the calcium in the water those harder minerals in the water are forming and they're collecting in these faucets so if someone doesn't have hot water on the second floor for example we don't try to repipe the whole house. You start with that faucet. 
because it starts right there and work backwards. It might be in the faucet. It might be in the valve underneath your vanity or, you know, in a kitchen sink underneath the kitchen sink. You work backwards from a, from that point, but from a maintenance issue to save that call, if it just a simple unscrewing that aerator and cleaning that filter might save that, that's that call now but if it's on the hot side lisa i, I i'm going to well, introduce you to the show point. this is a good yeah because yeah. actually because i just had this yes. uh, you're going to get this referral uh and she's expecting it <laughs> and she knows that you're doing this right there today and so uh anyway so they just they, but they, now what happened now yes. you, and this happens all the time and you know it so but i just sort of so they changed out the brand new faucet well when they changed out the brand new faucet it just shortly thereafter the hot they, it, right. take, it just slowly comes up, it's, uh, but yeah. the cold still works fine. Uh, explain to them what they what they can do, and maybe what you can do to right. help them if that if that doesn't work. Right. So, now that, that was put there. This is an old University City I home. Was gonna, I was going to say the older faucets, and when we separate hot and cold, they each have their own stems. They each have their own going on. You know that if you're getting water pressure. Out of one, you, then you can focus on that hot in this particular case. If it's a mixing valve, a single handle where both the hot and cold are coming to a center cartridge, then we got to look at the whole the whole cartridge, the whole stem. Same way on a shower, you know, on the cartridges, single handle versus hot and cold water handles. So uh, that's those are uh, troubleshooting type things that you can kind of determine. Uh, hot in the whole house, well, that might be the hot water heater. Hot mm-hmm. just in one particular area, like a kitchen sink, it might be too far away on a long, on a larger ranch. Yeah, And those are all kind of things where it takes time. But I think back to the health of what we're trying to protect, especially in today's time. We want people washing their hands, and you want to do it with the warmer water to for the, for the, the water, for all of our concerns, you know, just wherever we are. So with that, you know, when we do have that on a lot of our bigger homes and uh, uh, take it so long to get water on the other side. So the tankless has been one of the things that we get talk about. I know there's preheaters and all this, but let's talk about tankless. Tell us a little bit how that technology works and, you know, uh, cost effectiveness, because it's a people call it energy conservation and and, uh, you're the expert. Well, uh, when they first came out and they came to the area, they were really not prepared for our area where we have a change of season um, because they were only mounted outside. They did not have the proper venting to take the cold air, cold air in and exhaust out. Uh, they did have them, but that's the ones that should only be here in our area that are mounted inside for freezing protection. So they... I think are very for the right purpose in any vacation home, like a lake home. Uh, why would you heat that 40, 50 gallons of water all the time mm-hmm. when no one's there? Right. So that is a perfect application. That's why they're very much used in Florida and uh, Southern California, the uh, Nevada areas, all across the country. Those are very popular. I think they will be con- continue to be growing in that area because their costs have come down and the tanks have gone up. So we're getting closer to where they're, they're very comparable. The only maintenance thing that I would say is concerned, if we have hard water, 
there's areas that are requiring a softener for the manufacturer to, to have the water. To, That's a good point. To, to a filtration type system to collect that because the burning units on these tankless are so more you know sophisticated that it's it's attacking those elements a little quicker because you're heating water quicker. Ah, okay. Well, that's a that's a great point, uh, and I, and I'm glad that you shared that about the tech, the price going down. Yes, you know, yes. uh, because that's always been one of the biggest burdens for us. Right. Now, you know, when I get asked this a lot, we're gonna stay on hot water for a little bit, and that is that big old hunking tank sitting off the side of it, you know, a shock absorber or whatever, yeah. and uh, it's code now. Right. Talk to the people, because I get asked almost all the time right. when uh, somebody's buying a home, what's this for? Why do I have to have it? Right. So the these are thermal ex- they're expansion tanks, mm-hmm. and the purpose of the expansion tank is what they found is that the temperature as it's heated in the tank... Uh, we have safety valves on it. We have a pressure, a temperature and pressure regulator. So those are, if things get too high in temperature or the pressure builds up too much, it will trip and discharge and do its job. And that's why we we have those. And the, you should have a floor drain by there. That's another code. But but the uh, what they found is that in high pressure areas especially high water pressure high water pressure coming into the home or the building we have to have reduce that so we have reducing valves on the main service lines coming in the home but what we've created now is a extremely closed system within the house or the building and so what happens is now we're holding back pressure and temperatures heating up in the tanks and we're finding that uh, the hot water is back feeding into the cold water system. And that is a major concern because now this tank is now pushing back through temperature and pressure related things, pushing back hot water into the cold water systems. Uh, where this it might happen more in a commercial, I've had schools that all of a sudden hot water is coming out of a drinking fountain. It's all because of this thermal expansion. So it's coming out of the hot water heater and going back, back into the cold so, water system. So that's why we have. So the... this tank mm-hmm. is has a bladder inside of it, and what you're to do is take your pressure reading to the house, and then it comes preset from the factory at a certain pressure, and you may have to adjust that up or down based on your pressure. And that bladder then forces the water back into the tank. Good. I'm glad you explained that. So what I'm going to do is when people ask me, I'm going to say, let's do the show. Listen to what Steve talked. Yeah. But, oh, I got to tell. And this has not talking about water backing up. So I did an inspection on an apartment building here a few well, a few years ago. And uh, some of the people who are listening on this show had been on this show that's going to be listening oh. to. And what happened was is I got in trouble because every time they flush their toilet, uh, hot water is coming out. Well, I, I claimed what it had nothing to do with what you're talking about. Right. What happened was, is the guy when he replaced hot water heaters, he got his pipes mixed up, yep, and every time he flushed it, and he, and, and he was yep. getting hot water. And I, well, we teased about what that could be for, you know, you clean yourself <laughs> at the same time. But that, but yes. the, the owners didn't think that was funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yes. uh, so that's another reason why yeah. handyman shouldn't be doing plumbing in some yeah. of these areas. But I wanted to uh, jump over here just because we're trying to work my way, as you can see, from sure, the ground all the way to the yeah. top. 
explain to the folks about our vents, why we have stack vents. Tell them what, how them things actually work, because I see a lot of roofers, when they go back and they put that lead shield on it, they take an inch and a half pipe that's now down to three-quarter inch because they don't... So explain to the folks what's yeah. happening with that. Right, so... You have a gravity sewer system, so everything has to go down. So if you fill a... So the old adage, goes hill downhill? Yeah, everything goes downhill in (laughs) in this plumbing world. But in order to have that flow down, you have to have that atmospheric... You have to relieve the pressure going up and out. So the air goes up, and you can... It's all with codes because each fixture, each fixture, a toilet, a bathtub, a shower, a kitchen sink a laundry, all of those are fixture units that are engineered in the sense that that's how many units it needs. And that is determined then on your size of your vent. So if you have a four inch, like a kitchen sink is a two inch vent, a toilet, when you put a, you can put a toilet, a shower, a lav all on, can even come down to three inch, but then now you add that other toilet bathroom to that you really need to have a four inch going out and we'll get a lot of problems where you'll get some sewer smell because it's not alleviating itself uh-huh. you know, type and it's not vented properly and you get a lot of things that aren't vented properly in a basement or in a lower level like bathrooms right yeah. and that is a, one of the big things that we <clears> run across <throat> is it's not properly vented now i don't ever try to tell people how to properly vent. I just refer them over to the uh, the master plumbers. Yeah. But uh, that's a people don't understand that you know that you just can't just stick a, to- a, to- a toilet in the ground and, and and call it you know plumbed. That's right. You know. Yeah. So there's a there's waste vent and you have your water piping and a lot and from a new construction or a, a remodel, you have to take all three of those steps and get those in the wall properly and up and out the roof. Yeah, and so and I yeah. and that's a, that's a problem when you do home inspections and you like unless you unless we get somebody in, because we don't see what's behind them walls, but, you know. So we have to. Uh, that's a good reason though that why we run the water because that kind of, I mean, that's the best sure. we can actually do for sure. testing it is if it don't flow quick, you know, x amount of gallons per minute to re- flow down it. But wow, you know what a mess. You know, one of the we don't have this a lot. And so you probably don't encounter it a lot, but sometimes on our stack pipes up on the roof, when it's very cold, they'll ice over. Right. So, I mean, that's a, do you talk to well, the folks about what's happening with that? I know what it is, but it's better if you explain it because I only know layman's terms and, yeah. and that's sometimes yeah, kind of crude. Yeah. So the, the vents that are going up and out the roof need to be properly flashed. The flashings where they're. Well, they don't do it the old way with the lead typically not in, going not in, over. Yeah. But this reducing that size, what you're talking about, and that moisture that's going on there, it could, in certain parts of the country, that's weather does play into effect mm-hmm. because they have reduced that size. But when they've gotten down to that one-inch size, they've had problems where uh, the uh, just everything from a bird's nest to a to a mud dauber type thing clogging those up and also freezing if they were in a in a you know that that's why these sizes have to have that airflow have to be large enough to to take that yeah actually it was a few years ago i was doing a commercial inspection and uh it was been cold like zero for a week or so 
and it was almost totally frozen shut, mm -hmm. you know. And, of course, that yeah. was, you know, we as you were talking about the, the warm air coming up, right. hitting the cold air, and then, okay, wow. Well, hey, this is one of my favorite segments, and we've already picking on somebody here. We've gotten permission to say, but <laughs> you ha tell us well, horror, one of the horror stories about some wild stuff that you right. found and, and, uh, <laughs> and, and how gross it we, was. With the cameras, we do find a lot of different things, and uh, this particular job, uh, if Joe here doesn't mind me uh, sharing it with is that Joey's our producer and you know I always give hats off to him almost every show we love him so much yeah so it's all good but uh, his his home a uh, very nice home was coming the sewer went out the back and it unfortunately went down a hill so fortunate from his standpoint he's uphill so you want to have your house as high as you can good for him but uh, unfortunately, the sewer ran through the property behind and then out to a sewer on the street behind him, uh, you know, in front of that house. And it ran under a tree, and the tree had taken over the sewer. This as a six-inch clay pipe, and we had a six-inch root. Can you imagine a six-inch? I know you showed me the picture. It's yeah. hard to imagine a yeah. six-inch root. Right. So they. Uh, so if you think about it this way too, in the springtime, all these trees, all their growth is going to the leaves. And as soon as fall starts, all through. In our area here, September, October, November, December, all the way to spring, the roots are the growth. And they are seeking the moisture, and they get into these cracks in the sewer. They get into the joints of that clay, and they literally will be the size of your fingers, your, you know, and then grow. And if they're not properly maintained, what Joe found out is that he had no sewer. It was yeah. completely backed up. Oh, and you showed me the video of that, uh, that big old root, and then, uh, oh, and what come out of that? Oh, my <laughs> stars. You know, uh, people say plumbers get paid too much money. Well, you put your butt down in that hole a little bit. You see what comes out of them, and you'll say, I don't think you could pay me enough. Yeah, so he had a he, Joe had a situation, but uh, fortunately he's uphill, and the, it was just – we wanted to keep the peace with the neighbors, so we kept it all flowing good. Yeah, yeah, boy. We got tons of stories about that, too. Subdivisions being built, brand new ones, and the, and the pumps going. And We got so many different things in plumbing uh, that I would love to have you come back and share some more. Because, sure. I mean, there's a, yeah, yeah, I mean, you've been around for, well, I hate to say forever, but uh, no. per dear. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, Neither am I. We was yeah. teasing earlier. Just 29 plus. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's it. Well, folks, uh, uh, I want you to, uh, I really appreciate you guys listening to our show here. I want you to reach out to Steve Merlot, Pipe Solutions. And, and, and Steve, uh, give them your phone number. Tell yeah. them how to best find out more about you, sure. your products, uh, and, uh, yeah. and, 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 and yeah, websites. We, our website's pretty uh, detailed. It does have videos. I would like to get some more before and after videos on there, but the process of the lining that we talked about earlier is all on the video. And all the girls that are in the office are very knowledgeable. They can help answer the questions. But for us to do the, the right thing is to, if we don't video it, you can email your video to us. If we were to do the sewer clean, cameraing and cleaning, uh, that would be one thing, you know, that we're, we're, we're not your ordinary cable kind of company because what we're doing is we have technology that, that we're watching what we're cleaning mm -hmm. while we're 
while while the camera is in the pipe, the whole cable isn't spinning, only the head is spinning. And that's something new that came from not in this market. I like so, that idea. So that's gonna cause so, less damage. So instead of us just instead of us just putting a here's the problem, and this would be the typical problem for all these homes. You have no outside access, which is a six-inch pipe. You have your stack in your basement. It has a, that is a four-inch pipe. Then you have a clean-out plug if you're lucky for that, and that plug is now three and a half inches. So the largest cutter you're putting mm-hmm. into the sewer inside is a three-inch cutter. Mm. Then you're pushing it out into the six-inch that is root growth of into these clays, and you're only putting a small hole through the through that because you can't clean that our system has a way to uh, go in and expand can go into a two inch pipe and expand to the six inch pipe Mm -hmm. and we're able to watch that with the camera flush everything and see all that so these are the kind of things that are at our website these are the kind of things that we can really help you with that 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 uh that i think some of the other other um processes that we're all traditionally trying to use They've changed. Yeah, they're outdated. Now. They're outdated. Well, how, what what so, is? Can you give them your website and okay. your phone number. And... Okay, so yeah, we're out in the Wentzville area, so we're out west, but we service the whole metropolitan area at six three six eight five six eighty nine eighty nine. And the website is pipesolutions.com. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You've got to come back. I've been, try, been, been trying Happy to get to. you for a long time. Yeah. I know you're really busy. Yeah. That's because you're in high demand. People, you've been yeah. around. People know you. And uh, your reputation far precedes you. So uh, that's awesome. And like I said, I, I, I've known Steve for, since the mid-90s, so a long time. And uh, yeah. I highly recommend him. And a lot of folks know I recommend them all the time and uh, so hey but you guys ever need any kind of construction inspections give us a call galloway building services if you guys have a you folks have you're doing a selling or buying a building whether it be commercial or residential give us a call we'd love to help you in construction inspections you know there isn't anybody out here that does the construction inspections how scary is it that you spend all this money have it all put boarded up have it all covered in and you have don't have a clue check out our you out on youtube i got tons hundreds of videos uh out there uh, you can also find this radio show out on out there on youtube i got pictures of th- and videos of things where you it just blow your mind steel beams missing uh w- boards just dangling and we're talking about expensive custom builders right here in our own area so give us a call galloway building services and my office number uh, 636-394-3112 and steve thank you for coming thank please, you please you got to come back we got a pet we got we got tons more questions for you we'll do it all right buddy thank you thank, you. thank, thank you, you joey we always love you Thanks. sponsored by troy galloway and galloway building services your top choice for professional home inspections in the st louis area galloway building services.com